Thank you for joining us for this week's message from the First Christian Church in Great Bend, Kansas. Each week we share thought-provoking and life-changing teachings on topics that are important and relevant to you in your life. We hope that you will be encouraged by our weekly podcast and will tune in regularly. Now let's join the First Christian Church of Great Bend for this week's message. So this is what we've learned so far about why we as the First Christian Church of Great Bend, Kansas exist. On the most practical level, the reason we exist is to foster faith, which we do by helping everyone who walks through our doors come to know and grow deeper in their relationship with Christ. Next, there's cultivating kids, which we do by raising up the next generation of disciples to send them out into the world to live these incredible lives. Then there's connecting community, which is about being your second family or people who stick with you through thick or thin, no matter what's going on in good times and in bad, as we all go about trying to navigate this wonderful, yet sometimes very hard life we all live. And last but not least, there's serving the world, which we do by devoting ourselves to helping those in need as the hands and feet of Christ. Or those are the four practical ways that God is calling us to live at our mission of inspiring ordinary people to live extraordinary lives for Christ. Or to help everyone that we happen to come across have what they need, being filled with the spirit of the living God, living in relationship with Christ so they can go out into the world and do what it is that God created them to do. We want this to be a gas station. We want this to be the place where you come and get filled so you can go live into the incredible lives that you live. And all of that is a part of our vision, which is God's vision for the world. His kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Or the way we say it, bringing heaven to earth in all that we do. And I don't know about you guys, but that kind of fires me up. That fires me up. I'm very, very, and I'm gonna share some things that will hopefully get you guys even more excited about what's going on. And to kind of give you a metaphor to help you wrap your brain around who God is calling us to be, remember our mission, our mission of um, inspiring ordinary people to live extraordinary car- lives for Christ is kind of like a car that we're driving to the destination, right? The destination is bringing heaven to earth and all that we do. And so that's the direction that we're heading in. And the wheels on that car are fostering faith, cultivating kids, connecting community, and serving the world. That's where we're headed. That's the big stuff that God is doing uh, in this time and place. Okay, so hopefully now that you guys have got a pretty good understanding of this this vision and this mission that God has given to us, the the last thing that we need to get into as we kind of wrap this sermon series up regarding why we exist is we need to get into our core values. And this is a little bit new. This is something we've been working on for a little bit, so you might not have heard this before, but these are the core values that we believe that God has given to us. So, um, before we jump right into that, you need to know what a core value is, if, if you don't know. I think most people know what they are. So very simply put, core values are the basic expectations we have for everyone who has decided to join us as we live into this vision and mission. Or These are the foundational principles that we believe that God has called us to live by as we go about devoting our lives to doing God's work every single day. Or if you want to go back to the metaphor, right? Um, the mission is the car. The vision is where we're going. Um, the core values are kind of like the rules for the back seat um, and how we get along with one another. I don't, no, none of you know what I'm talking about there? I'm the only one who fought with my brother in the back seat. So these are kind of the rules that we live by that help us to live into our uh, mission that then propel us towards our vision. So core value number one, which is the foundational value, is this. Love first. 
Love first. Simple. And what we mean by love here is we're not talking about that warm and fuzzy kind of love, the romantic love, you know, that you see portrayed on the big screen. No, the kind of love that we're talking about here is the kind of love that Christ offered to us. Or it's the same kind of love that, that Paul captures when he says this in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious, boastful, or arrogant, or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but it rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things because love never ends. Or this is the kind of love that is all about seeking the the spiritual, emotional, and physical well-being of anybody that we ever encounter. And the reason that God is calling us to do this is because this is what it means to live Christian. This is what it looks like every single day. And we've got to get really, really good at this or we're never going to make it. So love first. Core value number one. Core value number two is we are family. And what we mean by family is That as followers of Christ, we all belong to this big family of God. So that means when we come together and do church, when we come together to do life, we're not just meant to be mere acquaintances or people who are just friendly, right? Just high in passing and you go on, you don't care about those people anymore. No, as members of the family of God, we are called to a deeper commitment and a deeper relationship with all of our brothers and sisters in Christ, which we live out practically by devoting our lives to, to actually taking care of one another, showing up when someone's hurting, celebrating when something is good. It's not just meant to be a mere acquaintance. We are actually family members because we belong to the family of God. And if we'll live that out as a church, people will flock to this place because everybody's looking for a place to belong. Everybody's looking for, for someone to love them. And if we can do that, that's what's going to happen or continue to happen around here. Core value number three. And this, if you're anal retentive, this is your value. You need to stick with this here. Details matter. The little things are the big things. The little things are the big things. Or what's going to help us become the kind of congregation that's truly living out our vision and mission is that we have to take seriously all the details that we do. Because when we take care of the small things or or when we take care of those things that a lot of people don't think are important, we find that these big things, these, these big goals that we want to reach, they take care of themselves. Or as we focus in on the particulars, we find that those big things come together and are done well, which helps us to thrive as a congregation. So from the order of our services on Sunday morning to the way we run our meetings, to how we organize and communicate as a congregation, to how we greet people as they walk in the door, we are being called to focus on the details and do the little things well. Because again, the little things are the big things. And if you own a business, you've been doing life very long at all. You guys know that when you take care of the details, everything else takes care of itself. Core value number four is I am second. I am second. And what we mean by this phrase is that whether you're a staff member, whether you're the senior minister or another staff member, whether you're just a member of this church or someone who started attending, you need to know that at this church, it's not about you. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about any of us. To a certain extent, what has to come first is we have to put God first. What God wants and where God is taking us, that has to become the number one priority in a church. Or in a sense, to understand this core value, all you have to do is say it in your mind over and over again. I am second. I am second. I am second. Because that then puts into perspective that in this church, and hopefully in your own life, that God has to come first. 
or that God's will and what God wants has to come first for our lives and this church because anything else leads us astray. Anything else takes us in a direction that we don't need to be going in. Or as Jesus so beautifully put it as he's in the Garden of Gethsemane, right? And he's praying to God, you know, I don't want this to happen to me. What does he say? Lord, not my will, but your will. Not my will, but your will, which is a prayer that we not only need to say as a congregation, it's a prayer that we need to say every single day as individuals. Lord, not my will, but your will. Core value number five, thriving, not surviving. Thriving, not surviving. And what we mean by this is we can't be a church that's just about thriving, or excuse me, surviving. Or the kind of church that when things are going well, that we just kind of sit back and relax or just decide to do enough to keep things going. And the reason this is so important is because churches that get too comfortable or churches that get to the place where they're not doing any more than just surviving, and I would argue there's a whole lot of churches doing that these days, is that these are the churches that are slowly but surely beginning to lose their relevance, their connection, their ability to reach out to people who need to hear the gospel. And in turn, these are the churches that are beginning to shrink and fade away. Or to put the seriousness of this into perspective, if you run the numbers on what is happening in the Christian church, Disciples of Christ in the state of Kansas, in regards to attendance, you will discover that in less than 20 years, if this trend continues as it's going, and it's not going to continue, it's going to speed up, that there will no longer be a Disciples of Christ denomination in the state of Kansas. In less than 20 years, we will cease to exist as a denomination if we continue in the same path that we're going now. Which, by the way, is not just the disciple problem. It's not just our denomination's problem. It's something that is happening in American Christianity in general. Because for the first time in the United States history, there are more people who don't attend church than who do. That just happened this year. So for me, that makes it very clear that, that we can't just be a church that's about surviving. Or about, yeah, surviving. Because it's not working. Churches that are doing that are, are slowly but surely beginning to fade away. But we've got to be a church that does whatever it takes, even when things get hard to thrive, or do what we need to do to minister well to our people. So that has to be a core value for us. That has to be a foundational thing that we work from. Core value number six is, and you guys know this song, R-E-S-B-E-C-T, right? Now it's going to be stuck in your head for the rest of the day. You're welcome. And what we mean by respect is that we are a community that is devoted to treating others as we would want to be treated. You guys know the golden rule. It's easy to say, man, it's hard to live. Do unto others as you would have done to you. Do unto others as you would have done to you. That's what we expect from all of you. That's the way we expect you to treat one another. Do unto others as they would have done to you. Or to, to take this even further, there's this thing called the platinum rule. Treat others as they want to be treated. Treat others as they would want to be treated. Because ultimately what respect is about here is caring for and serving others as Jesus has cared for and served us. And I don't know about you guys, but Jesus has forgiven me so many times and not judged me so many times. That's why I'm still here today. So we want to offer that same kind of respect, that same kind of love to everyone we encounter. And a church that does that, come on now. We have a hard time doing that with our spouse. Come on now. 
We sure can't do it as a country these days. Come on now. And then last but not least, core value number seven is win or learn. Win or learn. And what you need to know about this core value is that we're not claiming to be a congregation that's about winning at all cost. Neither are we a church that never loses or gets anything wrong because we will and we do all the time. If you want to see someone who gets it wrong all the time, just come and sit in my office for an afternoon and I'll show you all the mistakes. And so what this core value means is that it's, never, it's, it's about never giving up no matter how many times we fail. Or as Nelson Mandela so beautifully put it, and if you don't have this memorized and if you don't live this, you're missing out. I never lose. I either win or learn. I never lose. I either win or learn. If you live with that attitude, if we live with that attitude as a church, there's nothing that can stop us. We can be the biggest failures in the world, but we're still going to get up and continue to do what God has called us to do. And I don't know about you guys, but I've had some success in my life, and it's been fantastic, and I'm grateful for it. But I don't learn that much from success. But when I fail, man, that's when God shows up and does some amazing things in my life. So we don't ever lose. We either win or learn. And those are the seven core values that God is calling us to live. As we go about inspiring ordinary people to live extraordinary lives for Christ, as we play our small part in bringing heaven to earth in all that we do. Which, by the way, is the foundation and the path that has not only helped us become the fastest growing and largest disciple church in the state of Kansas, but it's a calling that I believe that if we'll stay committed to it, that will take us to heights that we can't even imagine. There's no limit that if we'll commit to what God is calling us to do that God can't take us to. Or to give you just a taste of some of the amazing things that are going on around here that takes us to the next level. And I get chill bumps just thinking about this stuff. Last week, we had 321 people join us for worship. 321 people. Did you guys hear that? You know why that's significant? Yeah, go ahead. We get a love on that deal. That is close to the number that we had on Easter Sunday morning when I came here um, seven years ago. We had that on a normal Sunday morning, and it wasn't even a normal Sunday morning. We're not even back to normal yet, right? We're still in the midst of a pandemic. We still haven't even got back from school. We had 321 people show us for a regular Sunday morning. It's absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. We just got word that it looks like we're going to be able to get into the Sunflower Building in late spring. So how many of you guys know what the Sunflower Building is over there? You guys have all seen that as you come in. So the building next to us is a Sunflower Building. And what happened in the midst of the pandemic is we had someone that came to us and said, hey, um, would you be interested in the Sunflower Building? We're like, oh, yeah, we'd, we love the Sunflower Building, but we sure don't want to pay for it. We're like, how about we buy it for you and give it to you? What? Yeah, please. You want to buy some other stuff? No, we didn't go that far. But what that gives us an opportunity to do is we now have this incredible space for our youth, right? That's going to become our youth center. And it's just going to be devoted to them and so they can go out there and do whatever they want and not tear up our stuff over here, which they love and we love and it's going to be absolutely amazing, right? Absolutely amazing. A couple of weeks ago, I had someone come in and just out of the blue go, hey, I think we need to update the lighting and sound in here. Do you guys know how much this stuff costs? I don't know if you guys know how much this stuff costs. 
We're like, okay, so yeah, great. That's awesome. You want to do like 10,000, 20,000? Like, no, no, no. We want you to go and dream big and come back with whatever you think you need and we'll see what we can do about that. Come on now. So, so that, that takes the service. There's nothing wrong with the service. I love this service, but it takes it to the next level because we can now do so much more with the lighting and sound. It's absolutely amazing. We also still have $150,000 given to us in the last couple of years for the renovation of the refuge. As you guys know, we have our contemporary services in the back. We've got money sitting there so that when we're ready to begin to move, we've got that money and we can head in that direction and continue to moving back there. And then just this last week, just a couple of days ago, I got a call from someone wanting to build and pay for a playground here at the church. Golf clap. And what's going to make this church different, or what's going to make this playground different is it's going to have handicap access. Which means not only are our kids going to have a place to play after Sunday morning and Wednesday evenings, and if you guys don't know, that's how kids learn. That's how kids learn. You, you need to send them out after they've learned something and you get them out there to do that. But it means that, that we're going to be the only place in Barton County that has a place for kids to come with special needs. And I don't know about you guys, but that sounds like bringing heaven to earth to me, right? Or those are just a few of the things that continue to be happening around here. And why I believe we need to double down on this vision and this mission that God has given to us. Because truly seems to be the case. There, there is no limit to what God can do through this congregation, through all of you, right? There's no limit. So I hope you will join me in really not only saying this vision and mission statement that we, we say every single week, but actually devoting your life to it every single day. And to encourage you to do that, um, how many of you guys have gotten one of the magnets? You guys all got in the mag. Well, if you haven't gotten four magnets yet, we're trying to give them out like crazy, right? We want you to have a ton of them. We want you to put them all over your house to be reminded of who we are and what we're all about around here. And not only that, but we hope that you'll pray for us. We hope that you'll commit. We hope that God will use these to, to not only speak to you, but to, to remind you you're part of something big around here. We can't do all this stuff without you. If you want to get more involved, we're happy to sign you up. Let us pray. Father, we're just blown away by all that you're doing around here. We're blown away by the fact that you have called us to do and be such um, do incredible things in this community. So as we move forward, oh Lord, help us to double down on who you've called us to be. Help us to commit to, to what it is that you're calling us to do each and every day. And then help us just to sit back and watch as you use us in ways that transform lives, in ways that transform the world. Help us to truly be a congregation that when people walk in these doors, they are inspired to go out and live in better lives for you. Help us to be a congregation that anytime we see a place in the world where things are not right, we go out as your hands and feet and bring heaven to earth in all we do. And help that not just be something we do in this place, but something that we do as we go back out into our own lives, no matter where we go. Or help us, Lord, give everything that we are to you, to this vision, this mission, and these core values that you have given us. We ask this all in Jesus Christ's name.
Amen. You are invited back next week for another life-changing message from the First Christian Church of Great Bend, Kansas. Please check out our website at www.fccgbk.com. That's fccgbk.com. May you have a blessed week. Oh,